Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Emily, and I'm here to teach spiritually curious women like you how to stop people pleasing, how to gain massive self-worth and confidence, and how to reclaim your feminine power so that you can experience more love, more freedom, and more abundance in your life, and most importantly, how to live as your most worthy, authentic self. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best teachings, trainings, and wisdom so that you can take action towards creating your dream life and showing up as the worthy woman that you are. Hello, beautiful soul family humans. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm going to dive into a beautiful conversation on boundaries with a sister and soul family friend, Anjali Romaniak. And in this episode, we talk about some controversial things. Um, boundaries are something that is kind of like an overarching theme of all of the work that I do, but I've never explicitly talked about it before. And so I brought on intentionally this expert on boundaries, Anjali, who shares her some of her experiences of being initiated into stepping into her truth and speaking up even when she was rejected by people around her. And in this episode, I also share something that I've never publicly announced either about my experience with that. And um, if you don't agree with us, then feel free to disagree. But in this episode, we talk so much about exactly how to set boundaries and kind of giving you some examples, what even is a boundary and why it's so important to have boundaries with yourself first. And before we begin, I want to announce that doors are officially open for my signature program, Worthy Woman Blueprint. And I'm so excited to announce this because I have a very special twist that I am putting into it, which is that this program has been running for a year as a one-on-one deep dive into into all things personal transformation, feminine empowerment, authentically self-expressing yourself. And I've had the pleasure of working with the most beautiful clients who have been achieving the most insane results. And one thing that's been coming up and just like presenting itself is that So many of these women and so many of you that I've chatted with feel really lonely um, on this path of healing and transformation and are desiring to be connected and to belong to a group of sisterhood in a community where we're doing the work together. And I've had the blessing of being in group programs before and I'm so excited to announce, and and I've felt and experienced firsthand the power of being held in a group container as you're doing the healing work. And so I'm really excited to announce that doors are officially open for Worthy Women Blueprint, and we are running it as a group coaching container. So if you've been desiring to, 
to be part of a community of sisterhood. If you've been wanting to find your soul family and connect with the women that could become your best friends, if you want to be able to hold the other women in the group and share your gifts of love and creating connection and safety while you're being held through your own stuff that's coming up, then this program is for you. And if you've been thinking about signing up, if you've been wondering you know, how much it is, or maybe I won't be able to afford that, but you're really interested, then now is the time because the fact that I'm running it as a group program means that the price is going to be at an even better rate than I've ever offered it before. So with that being said, doors are officially open. We start in January and I'm so excited to hop on a call with you. So if you're even remotely interested, or if you just want to learn how you can work with me, this is definitely an incredible option for you. And I'll only be running it a few times in 2023. So if you want to be part of this incredible experience and you want to start off the new year in the most empowered way possible with a team of humans, of women who are doing this work right alongside of you, cheering you on, hyping you up while I'm holding you in this space, then you definitely want to get in this program. If you have any questions, just shoot me a DM. And if you're ready to hop on a discovery call and see if this is the right fit for you, then go ahead and book that. It's in the link in my bio, and I'll also link it in the show notes on this podcast episode. And I would love to chat with you and talk with you about how this program could support you. And if you're wondering how you can work with me on more of a high level, there's option also the option to upgrade to a VIP package, which includes multiple one-on-one private healing and coaching sessions with me inside of this group program. So you'll not only get the group program and all the calls and the sessions and all of the educational uh, modules, which is valued at over $5,000 alone, um, at the most insane price ever, <laughs> then, and, and get the one-on-one coaching, you have the option to upgrade. I'm also going to be offering live experiences in 2023, where you get to have a play date with me and we go deep, we play hard, we do the healing work, we, I help you map out what your vision is for 2023. I mean, there's so much juiciness to come. So I'm excited for you to hear all of it. And I will also be announcing another amazing offer, more amazing offers that I have coming up for the new year. But for now, go ahead and check it out. Um, and there's loads of surprises in store for you. I, I, I'm like so close to saying it out loud, but I want to keep my mouth closed because we haven't finalized everything yet, but this is available for you. If you want to get early bird pricing, book the call and just see if this could be a right fit for you. And yeah, if you want to learn more about boundaries and all of this work, then this is part of what you will learn inside of Worthy Woman Blueprint. And in this episode, Anjali gives a taste of what this work is like and how you can just dive so much deeper. 
So without further ado, here is our conversation on boundaries with Anjali Romaniak. We both share such similar intentions for the work that we do. And I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. I can already feel how powerful it's going to be and how it's going to change people's lives. So um, my intention for this podcast, like I said, is to have you on and share with the women who are ready to, like you said, break out of this people-pleasing persona and live authentically free. So welcome to the podcast. Also, I have no idea how to pronounce your name correctly. So I'm going <laughs> to let you go for it. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, my name is Anjali Romanek and uh, I am a coach and mentor for women who are healing from chronic self-abandonment, which includes people pleasing, um, codependency, and just really shrinking themselves down in order to be well-received or validated or loved and ushering women into this space of exploring who they are on a deeper level and reclaiming themselves, all of themselves. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. And before we started recording this, I was sharing about how... (laughs) There's literally a trash truck outside of my house right now making beeping noises. I don't know if you can hear that. I can. Oh, you can? Okay, it's good. Cool. It's, it's good. Hey, it's, we're in real life, so it's all good. Um, this is life. Welcome to life, everyone. Um, yeah, I was sharing earlier with with you how I'm excited to have you on because boundaries is something that I've been developing over the past you know, during like my five-year journey of healing. Um, And it's not something I've ever studied or learned from anyone on. It's just from my direct experience with life. And so I'm excited to have you on as an expert guest speaker on this podcast so that you can really share your wisdom and your embodiment of what it means to have radical boundaries and and all that you teach and all that you do. It's so inspiring to me. So I'm really curious if you could just give us a little rundown of your story, how you got to where you are today, what led you to this work. Um, Yeah, go for it. Do you have two years? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, this path has been such a incredible, crazy path, but um, essentially, um, I, I, I grew up in an environment with two parents struggling with addiction. Um, and I'm an only child. So it was just me and my parents. And oftentimes it was me parenting my parents as mm. a child. That was the role that I took on really young. And I think that that's something that's very common in a lot of people that maybe goes untalked about is how there's there was this sense of children raising children. <laughs> and in that experience as a child, I not only learned how to sacrifice my own needs for the needs of other people, but I also never learned like many of us what boundaries were and actually grew up in fear of 
vocalizing what my needs were and vocalizing my no, I'm not interested in doing this or I don't have the energetic capacity to to hold this space for you. I didn't even know what that was when I was younger. Um, but in so much fear of sharing what my needs were because of rejection and because of the the deep-seated fear of abandonment that lives within all of us of being rejected from our tribes and of our families. And so essentially when growing up in an environment like that, it really sets up your subconscious for the rest of, you know, your, your adult life until you decide to go and do the work to reprogram that. Um, so through so many of my relationships in my life, I just learned how to sacrifice myself so other people felt comfortable in my friendships, in my relationships, even in my jobs. I never had boundaries. I never felt comfortable saying no. I never knew um, when was and when wasn't the correct time for me to use my voice and, and take a stand for myself. And what I've learned from this work in developing my own boundaries is that it really takes a level first and foremost of knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like in order to begin establishing boundaries in your life, you have to know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's where my path led me. I, I essentially, I was, I was just in and out of all of these toxic relationships and just in friendships with people that weren't nourishing friendships and in and out of jobs where I wasn't being treated fairly and was just, you know, taking what I could get. And in 2018 was the beginning of my awakening where I really just started to become aware of my own patterns and that I was the common denominator in these relationships. And that if I wanted to see change in my life, it was my responsibility to begin to create that change within myself. Mm, Wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure so many people can relate to your story in so many ways. Um, A lot of the women that I have worked with as past clients have had the same feeling of like having to parent themselves growing up. Um, and experiencing unhealthy dynamics in the family in that way and like lots of codependency. And so I also say too that I feel like we are are have been in a people-pleasing good girl like pandemic for lack of a better word, especially mm-hmm. as women. And the rise of the feminine power, like this feminine movement that's happening is helping us to have those moments like you did back in 2018, where we wake up to the fact that, oh, actually it doesn't have to be this way. And I I get to take my power back and I get to discover who the fuck I am and, and, and break free of this mask this persona this facade that i'm putting up of being a people pleaser and being nice all the time and and not having any 
any distinguishment between what is me versus what is you. It's like, actually I get to be my own person. Mm. So beautiful. So that was back in 2018. So like, what was, what were like some of the most important actually, okay. Let's like scale it back for a sec. I really would love <laughs> to know <laughs> what your definition of a boundary even is, because this is the, this is the topic of this podcast is is boundaries. Yeah. And so there may be some people out there wondering like what even a boundary is. And at least for me, before I started doing this work as well, um, I thought that having boundaries meant that you were mean. It mm-hmm. meant that you were not respectful of anyone else's like wants or needs. And I thought that it was just what like, like blunt, assertive, dominant, like aggressive people did and that there was no love in having boundaries, which is mm. like crazy. <laughs> that was my definition of boundaries before I started doing this work. And so I'm, I'm sure that also people are listening in and saying, thinking like, I think I know what a boundary is, but like, what actually is a boundary? What is your definition of it? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love the way that you talked about your relationship with boundaries, because that's a really common relationship that many people have with boundaries and why there's a fear around setting boundaries in in many of us. Um, First, I want to speak to what a boundary is not. So a boundary is, this is how sometimes they're perceived from (laughs) my experience in this work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A boundary is not a means to control someone. So just being able to take that in for a moment, um, when we're learning how to set boundaries and we're creating boundaries for ourselves in our lives, it's not coming from this place of wanting to control someone else's behavior. A boundary is also not um, a form of completely barricading ourselves away from the world and shutting ourselves out and shutting other people out 100% completely. Um, And a boundary is is not an act of, you know, being harsh, like harshly unaware of other people's needs and emotions. Mm-hmm. What a boundary is at its core, and this is my definition of it, is understanding what you are available for. Understanding what you are available for in your life understanding what you are available for or not available for in relationships with other people or in jobs or in friendships or even with yourself. Mm -hmm. And we oftentimes come at like come to this place of setting boundaries. So other people learn how to respect them, but actually your boundaries are for you to learn how to honor and respect It's not necessarily like if we're always waiting for other people to respect and honor our boundaries, it's like we've already put ourselves in the losing side. But if you are fiercely committed to honoring and respecting your boundaries, you will always be winning. Mm. There's no space for compromise. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what I'm hearing is like, 
yes, boundaries are important when interacting with the world around us, around us, but we cannot have a boundary and we cannot have healthy boundaries unless we have healthy boundaries with ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And we're upholding and, and respecting ourselves first. Yeah. That's the biggest boundary. It's like, that's the number one, one. Yeah. (laughs) I love this. Yeah. I, this is like the core of my work in so many ways. Like, I just love that. I'm so happy that we're chatting about this um, (laughs) because I always say like, unless you know and see your worth yourself first, unless you, cause I'm like, my, my big thing is on self-worth and unless you love and accept yourself first, first, you like, that is, that is your source. That is like the core of who you are. And if you keep on looking to other people to like respect you first, then you're doing it completely the wrong way. And in fact, you're actually giving away your power to the other person. It all starts with you. You have to do it for yourself first. Absolutely. And like a great example of this, for instance, is like, okay, if you're in the situation where you have to bring something to your boss at work and you're like, okay, I have to, I'm bringing this boundary to my boss at work. And I'm telling, I'm telling them that I'm not working past 7 PM anymore. Like I'm just not doing it. And it's like, you bring that to your boss and your boss is like, no, you like, you have to work until 7 PM or after. Like it's, you have to. And it's like, that's the moment where you're like, okay, am I going to wait for this person to give me permission or am I going to give myself permission? And it's like in that moment, you have a choice to continue living in alignment with that boundary. I'm not working past 7 p.m. period, whether this person agrees with me or whether like they give me permission or they don't give me permission, I'm going to give myself permission. So then it's like, what action do I take after that to stay in alignment? Do I find another job? Do I like, you know, what is it after that? Yeah. And also even like, how do you even come to the awareness that you do not have the capacity and you, you just desire to not want to work past 7 p.m. Like you have to have that awareness within yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that can probably often come with a lot of like resentment and exhaustion and burnout and, you know, potential miscommunication with others around you to come to the realization, like, actually, this is, this is what's okay. And this is what's not okay. And I'm realizing that I just do not have the capacity and I don't have the desire to work past 7 p.m. So now I'm going to have this with this awareness of myself first. This is my, this is my boundary with myself. I'm going to bring this to my boss. And if my boss doesn't approve or, or deny this, no matter what, I'm still upholding the boundary with myself. And now I have a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you always have a choice. So you're always like in the space of it's my choice. It's not someone else's choice. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said this too, because this is where your power and free will comes from. Yeah. Your sovereignty is that you have a fucking choice. 
Mm -hmm. You get to choose how you want to live your life. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like all of this, you know, all of this, this whole conversation and this whole line of work within like people pleasing and, and just learning how to reclaim our power and to set boundaries. It, it goes so much deeper than just like our initial relationships, right? It even goes into the way that we relate to the world around us, like the way that we are actually interacting with the system at large and where we even might find ourselves people pleasing there, <laughs> which is a whole oh. deeper conversation. Yeah. Can you give me like one example? I'm like curious what you mean by that. Um, <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. Are your are your listeners open to controversial topics? <laughs> I am. And if they're not, then they don't have to listen to this podcast if they don't agree with it. So they have okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll just I'll share this this one really big moment that happened for me in, in the beginning of 2020 where um I was working for a yoga studio back in Michigan and they were just beginning to implement in-person classes again. And um, they wanted all of the teachers and all of the students to wear masks while practicing. And I was not in favor of that whatsoever. And it was really getting pushed on me and my boundary was a hard no. Mm -hmm. And I was openly utilizing my voice and, and speaking out against it. And I actually ended up getting fired because of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And so I think that there's even room to be able to just observe like, where do we quote unquote, just using this quote, like where do we bend the knee just to like get by and to be perceived as like, I'm following the rules and I'm doing what I should be doing and I don't want to get in trouble rather than like radically standing in what we believe in. Yeah. I love this. I love that you brought this up and this probably could be a whole other conversation too, but like, this is such a beautiful example of you staying so strong with your truth and setting a boundary within yourself that I, I will absolutely not wear a mask. And unfortunately, like that there, you got fired from that, but like you, like, I can imagine how empowering it was for you to say, and to like, be so true to yourself, like, no matter what, even if I get fired, even if people talk about me, even if people judge me, or if I'm going against the status quo and what everyone else is doing, I'm still going to be true to myself. Mm -hmm. It's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. It's like, I, I temporarily got canceled and I was like, right. okay, I can go two ways with this. I can write an apology letter to the community. Like this studio is asking me to, or I can just remain in my integrity. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And, and that was a deep initiation for me into this work. That was like wow. one of the deepest in in initiations for me into the reclamation of my voice, the reclamation of my values the reclamation of my boundaries. Wow. I feel that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is such, like you are such a model for staying in your truth and standing in your truth. And 
Yeah, it's I'm I mean, wow. I was even just having this conversation kind of yesterday, the past couple of days with my husband about like the more people stay in their truth and and use their voice and 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 openly share about what's true for them. Um people are probably there are some people that are not going to like it, mm. but the people that will be activated by you standing in your truth and an integrity are, are going, that's going to create a ripple effect in the world. Like you are being a leader by standing in your truth and reclaiming your power in those moments, especially when there are, there's an entire community that doesn't agree with you and asking you to write an apology, but like, yes. I'm seeing you like, you're, you're like, I, that act, that initiation for you was, I'm not going to apologize for being in integrity and being in my truth. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love what you said about stepping into leadership and it's like, that's what it takes for us as individuals to connect with our own sense of leadership, like our own sense of internal guidance. And um, it's just it that lives within each and every one of us. Yeah. And it's so important for us to, especially in this time, in this age, it's so important for us to remember that and to connect back with that part of ourselves. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's a huge foundational pillar of the work with boundaries and self-love and all of this stuff, self-worth is being able to trust your internal guidance system and to trust your truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, just like this, this relationship with being okay with not being liked. That's a big mm -hmm. one. I've realized is like one. we it's, it's, it's impossible for us to be liked and enjoyed by every person on this earth. And I think the human ego is so tricky in, in, in telling us that, um, well, you know, it's it, our ego is there to keep us safe and to keep us protected. Um, but it also can trick us into believing that that's a possibility. And so it can sometimes bring us into these places of just like, taking on these roles or acting in this certain manner in order to receive that sense of validation from people. And once we can really come back to our center of like, okay, it actually, it doesn't matter if I'm well received by everyone. Can I, can I receive myself? Mm. And when I can start to receive myself, what actually happens is the people who truly resonate and align with you will begin to come into your life. And that's the end of maintaining these relationships that don't feel like a full yes for us or feel shallow or feel empty or feel, you know, like a facade. Oh my gosh. And we can take off the mask. <laughs> yes. I'm snapping my fingers. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And that's like truly so liberating. It's, yeah, it's like the epitome of sovereignty. <laughs> yeah, the epitome of sovereignty. Wow, that's like 
a frequency code in and of itself. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this. Okay, so this fear of of being not liked. I feel I I want to speak to this a little bit more too is like we all have this also primal survival need to belong into a group because if we are outcasted from a group and we are a lone wolf, our chances are of survival decrease. Mm-hmm. And, and also with that comes like the shame from the ego, the shame, um, feeling excluded is not a fun feeling. <laughs> and, and so what I'm hearing is like the sovereignty comes when you decide to trust your inner guidance system so much and stand in your truth so much and risk the fear of being not liked, of being judged, of being ridiculed because when you are more living in alignment with your truth the people that are right for you are going to be attracted to you and you're going to align more with more people who are authentic to themselves when you are more authentic to yourself first yes you receive yourself first when you love yourself first when you don't need the outside validation of anyone else else around you because you are validating accepting and loving yourself and respecting yourself first, then you start to attract people who are the same way and you Mm -hmm. come together and it's like, oh my God, I love and respect myself and I love and respect you too. And we get to be sovereign free beings together. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's trusting in that, just like trusting in that there are people in the world who resonate just as deeply and can meet you there. And it's like, that's where soul family lives. Exactly. Yes. I recently had an experience in 2020 where my husband and I had a falling out with an entire group of like 15 people because we were like, absolutely not. We're not going to comply to all of this bullshit that's happening Mm -hmm. right now. And we decided to stand for truth. And I'm like, my heart's like, whoo, I feel activated right now just talking about it. I've never talked about this publicly before. And we were so, we were, I mean, it was really hard. We lost people that we thought were our soul family. And in being in, being in authentic truth with ourselves, with each other, going on this awakening journey, we have recalibrated and attracted more soul family into our lives that people that actually are awakened and we're awakening together and like oh my gosh i'm i'm sorry derek if you're listening to this but like derek is also my husband is like an activator for other people like he'll just talk about stuff and he'll be like i don't care if someone doesn't like this like this is this, did you know that this is what's happening in the world right now? And he's here to like wake people up. And it doesn't mean that you have to like go out necessarily and like preach all of your things to the world, but with your choices and your decisions that you make and who you choose to surround yourself and how you choose to treat yourself, that's going to attract your true soul family to you when you're being in integrity Mm -hmm. with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, your husband and my husband should connect. <laughs> I think so too. Oh my gosh. I'm Wait, where do you so live again? Excited. In Texas? In Den- no, in Denver. In Denver. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're coming for a visit. <laughs> yes, please. Please. I feel like we have so much to chat about. That's probably not like, I don't want to put it all on the podcast, but um, yeah, I'm excited to get to know you guys better. Also, by the way, yeah. for anyone listening, um, we met on a Facebook group and like, that's another thing too. Like we're talking about having, like having trust that your soul family is out there. You never know where you're going to meet your next, like the people that you're supposed to meet. And so like being open to that and just like continuing to live in your truth is so important. So, yeah. 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 And, and just to speak on this topic, one, one more moment, but just the topic of like experiencing rejection. Rejection is like one of the most challenging, like one of the most challenging things I think we can experience as, as humans. And it's also deeply medicinal, like to be able to experience rejection and almost like exile from like family or friends or, you know, people who think you're crazy or people who think you're selfish or people who think that, you know, whatever about you. It's, it's, it's so empowering to be able to go through that process and then move through the grief and move through the sadness and move through the loss and then meet yourself on the other side and be like, oh, like I can handle rejection. Mm. I can handle it. Yeah, this is so good, especially with the conversation of like people pleasing and boundaries. When you go through that and move through that experience and come out stronger on the other side and more aligned with your truth, ooh, you're unfuckable with. Yeah. And if a bound if a boundary or if a truth or if something is really gonna dismantle and derail an entire relationship, was it really like that loving or that, that true to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this can be scary because I mean, like we, we desire humans desire so deeply to belong and that fear of rejection really, I mean, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with you, but you are being a leader with yourself first. And, you know, it's really up to you to determine whether or not you feel ready to, to walk that courageous path. It requires a hell of a lot of courage Mm. stand up and say, actually, I don't agree. This is my truth. And then the opportunity to be rejected and like, it's, I I'm thinking about family specifically because like, you can't necessarily just like all of a sudden not be family anymore. You're connected through your mm-hmm. DNA, you know, and if they're an integral part of your life, that's, that's a challenging one for sure. Um, yeah, I want to kind of circle it back to like boundaries and potentially like giving some more examples for 
our listeners so that they can kind of take a look at their life and figure out, okay, you know, how, how do I even set a boundary? How do I know if I need to set a boundary? Like, can you give us a couple of examples? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say start with, you know, there's, there's multiple different relationships that it's important to look at. So the one is like relationships with your family, relationships with friends, relationships with your romantic partner, um, relationships with, you know, your job, and then the relationship that you have with yourself, which, you know, I don't know, I would say like, this can, this could be a really long podcast, but I'll, I'll wrap it up as, as fast as I can. Um, you know, when you need to start setting a boundary with yourself, when you feel either resentment in your life, if you're feeling like chronic resentment or bitterness or, um, like martyrship, which would essentially be like, I'm doing so much for other people. And like, why aren't they doing anything for me? Those are three really big signs that like your energy is leaking and it's time to do some reflection on where you can close those gaps for yourself. So for example, I know that a a big energy leak for me in my life was, and sometimes still is, is like spending too much time on social media. This would fall under the the category of like my relationship with myself. And it's like, okay, am I spending like way too much time on my phone before I go to bed? Just like doing whatever nonsense, opening and closing Instagram seven times or scrolling on TikTok or obsessed with what my emails are or, you know, whatever it it is or texting my friends really late at night. And so what happens there is like it's sacrificing my my rest and my sleep and my nourishment. And so I wake up in the morning and I'm bitter because I'm waking up late and I don't have enough time to do the things that I want to do. And, you know, it affects so many things. It's like a domino effect. So it's like, okay, boundary that I have to set with myself is like 8.30 PM. My phone goes on airplane mode. Mm. So that's an example of a boundary that you set with yourself. A boundary that you could set in, let's say, example, um, family, like, there's so many different examples we could give here, but say like it's a it's a relationship that you have with your mom and your mom is maybe she's like really into your social media and she's like trying to cheerlead you on your social media and she's like commenting on your posts and maybe she's acting approving or disapproving of your posts on social media and she's like, you should post this, but you shouldn't post this and you should take this down right now. Hmm there that that can cause like resentment you can be like oh my gosh like stop mothering me i'm an adult woman and there's this point where you can either like ignore it and just try to brush it under the rug or you're listening to what she's saying and you're like okay like i'll take it down because she doesn't like it or there's an opportunity to like have a conversation and be like hey this is my space and it would really mean a lot to me if you could respect that. And if you're unable to look at my social media without commentary, then I would lovingly ask you not to do it. Hmm. Beautiful. And 
So those are just a couple of examples. And I don't know, maybe we could even do a part two on this, or we could go live together and have, you know, some, some people ask questions about personal boundaries because they're all so different. Um, but one thing that I want to emphasize on is the communication, the, the conscious communication that is needed in order to set a boundary. Yes. And what we often forget is that we're living in a world where many people are very unfamiliar with boundaries. And so even if we communicate a boundary in the most polite and like emotionally intelligent way to someone, they could still be very triggered and take it extremely personally and make it about themselves and, you know, could even be angry or blow up. Mm -hmm. And that's not your responsibility to manage. Yeah. It's not your responsibility to manage how other people receive your boundary, but it is your responsibility to understand how you're delivering that boundary. And I do teach like certain ways of, you know, how to approach those conversations in a way that you're standing in responsibility instead of blame. Hmm. so it can be more well-received to the person you're giving it to. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, it's really important to remember that we never learned how to communicate and uphold and and live with healthy boundaries um, in school and potentially in our family systems. Um, And so we, yeah, I think it's really important to learn how to to navigate really what could happen potentially of like, like how, first of all, how how to communicate it in a healthy conscious way and then be like, what the heck do you do if someone like is totally traumatized (laughs) or gets Mm -hmm. so triggered when you set a boundary, but you're doing it in like the most loving way. Um, Yeah. yeah. I can give an example of that too. I can give, if you'd like, I can give like a, just a brief example of communicating a boundary with someone. So, okay. So say you're communicating a boundary with your sister. You had a sister. I don't have a sister, but I have a sister. <laughs> I have soul sisters. Yeah. Um, okay. So one, you would want to ask them if there's a time where you can both have a serious conversation. Um, and usually that's helpful. So you're not just bringing it to someone blind and being, you know, and dropping it in on their plate. So at least giving them a forewarning, like, hey, I would like to have a serious conversation with you. When's a good date and time that we can meet or have a phone call or whatever? Um, And then in the conversation with them, you'd start off by saying, hey, I just want you to know that I appreciate our relationship, relationship so much. And I've also noticed blank is taking place. So, uh, action that they might be doing or behavior that they might be doing and then telling them how it's affecting that relationship. 
So this behavior, I've noticed that this behavior has been taking place for X amount of time. And this is how it's affecting the relationship that we have together. I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling like unacknowledged. I'm feeling unappreciated, whatever it might be. And then the boundary would come into place where you, a boundary is, it's a choice. It's a solution. Would you be open to blank, you know, meeting once a week for lunch instead of three days a week for lunch or having a phone call for just one hour instead of three hours, three times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And waiting for what their response is. And if their response is like, yeah, and they have a, you know, they have some feedback to give you, it's important to be able to like listen to where they're coming from as well, because the the whole part of being in relationship with other people is to be able to understand each other more. Mm -hmm. Um, But if someone is reacting in a, in an intense way, an intense emotional way. A wise thing to do would just to say, I can see, or I can feel that you're a little emotionally activated right now. Why don't we take some space and we can touch back together in a couple hours or in a couple of days and to just give space and not need to like over explain or defend yourself or, you know, try to make them feel better immediately. Like it's okay for them to feel activated. It actually might be useful for them to be activated and medicinal. And it could be an opportunity for them to observe themselves. Mm-hmm. And so leaving the conversation, if it gets really heated, is actually a, an okay and oftentimes a good thing to do. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for giving that example. I mean, anyone listening, you have literally a step-by-step guide now to how to set a boundary. And I suggest that you go back and take notes (laughs) (laughs) and just be like, okay, this is how to do it. And, and I'm sure, especially for the women who are listening, who may have never set a boundary before or ever had a conversation like that, that can be feel probably a little scary um, because there is that potential for rejection or them not receiving it well or them getting triggered. And I'm, I want to remind everyone listening to that, like how they receive it is not your responsibility. Um, how you deliver it is your responsibility. And I think a lot of people especially women who identify as people pleasers are codependent Mm -hmm. and take too much responsibility for how the other people feel and how you're potentially making them feel. But all you really have responsibility of is your own emotional state and your way of delivering and speaking with love um, from your heart but also like, you know, clearly and directly. Um, And I feel like there's so many nuances and and (laughs) I'm sure you cover this in like all of the work that you do. 
Yeah. There's so like, many nuances. <laughs> so many nuances. Like when is it appropriate to be like really assertive and be like, stop or to totally. gently, you know, like approach someone and be like, Hey, I've noticed this and I love you and I value our relationship. And, and always, no matter what, when you're approaching it with love, you're, it's like, you're giving them the choice. Like you can either, you can either be in my world and treat me with, with this, like with adhering and respecting this boundary that I'm setting, or you don't get to be a part of my reality. Yeah. And it's like also understanding that you can be loving and fierce at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like they can coexist with each other and there are absolutely times to set fierce boundaries. There are absolutely times to cut someone out of your life. There are absolutely times to be uh, a no. I don't, I don't, I do not even want to be a part of your life and I don't want you to be a part of my life. And that's okay. And that's why boundary work is like, it's a deep one-on-one experience of like, if you're working on boundaries, it's like all of us have so many different types of relationships. And so it's hard to put a blanket statement over, you know, this is how you act in your relationship with your parents, because so many of us have different relationships with our parents. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of nuances and there's absolutely times to be lovingly, lovingly fierce. And there's also times to be, you know, soft and more gentle. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it all to me, at least stems back to love for yourself first. Like when you are cutting someone out of your life and saying, absolutely not, it's you're, you're loving yourself in that moment. You're respecting and loving yourself enough to say no, no more Yeah, enough. Um, yeah. So beautiful. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot in this episode and I would definitely love to do a live with you or do a part two. Um, to just like dive even deeper because this work is so important and nuanced, as we said. Um, And I'd love to just end on one more question before we go, which is how, if, if someone had never necessarily ever set a boundary before, or if someone was just working on starting with themselves, like setting boundaries with themselves, let's say for example, um, you, let's say like the second that your partner walks in the door to come home, you drop everything that you're doing and, and maybe neglect yourself in order to like connect with your partner and spend more time with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I do this a lot because like when my partner comes home from work, I'm just like, I just want to be with you. But at the same time, I also get to like do yoga. I I can go take a bath. I can, I I also need my alone time too. Um, so how would, how would you, what would you tell someone who's like just starting this work to start to practice honoring and respecting yourself first, especially if there's a lot of fear coming up around, oh my gosh, like, what if, what if he thinks that I am don't want to hang out with him or, um, you know, like 
okay, I'm just going to leave it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this example. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So one thing that I would say is just begin to get really inquisitive about the stories that you're telling yourself. Um, you know, whether it's like we're pertaining to this specific example of like, oh, I need to drop everything that I'm doing right now and go like, I want to go be with my partner. Maybe it's not even that like they want my attention, but it's like, I just want to go be around them. What's the story that's coming up for you in those moments? Like, is there a fear that like, you're not going to be able to spend time with them later? Is there a fear that, you know, is there a story that like, oh, maybe they'll think that I'm ignoring them or I'm too busy for them or I don't care about them if I don't like show them affection when they walk into the house. Like I would just get really inquisitive about the stories that come up before we take the action, those moments of pausing and really feeling into our bodies. Because there's also a nervous system response there that's that's almost automatic. And really tapping into moments of like self-soothing. Like, can I pause before I take the action? Can I pause? Like if a boundary, for example, is like, okay, I am not going to eat a cookie after dinner every single, or like eat three cookies after dinner every single night. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just like something that you're feeling into just cleaning up your diet or wanting to cut out sugar more. And it's like, before you take the action and you walk into the kitchen, into the pantry and get the cookie, can you check in with your body and just feel into what is coming up? Like what is coming up in that moment? Is there a story? Is there a sensation in your body? Because a lot of the time, like this stuff is habitual And it takes a moment of reflection and then choosing something different consciously Mm -hmm. to change that automatic response. Yes. I love that so much. So the pausing, checking in with your body, noticing what stories are coming up and taking a different action. And when Mm -hmm. you do those things, you're creating awareness and changing your nervous system. And when you do that over and over and over again and choose differently over and over and over again from a place of self-love and self-respect and conscious awareness, then you are building new habits. Like you're restructuring your, your system and, and building up a lot of confidence that also, I mean, I mean, that's literally how I healed my eating disorder that I had for 10 years was exactly what you just said (laughs) with the cookies and, um, and, and self, a lot of self soothing. So beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom today. And I am so excited for everyone to hear this podcast. It's just like packed with so much goodness. Um, we definitely need to continue having this conversation. So if you want a part two, um, if you're listening, let us know, I'm going to link, um, the, in the show notes, like how you can, well, actually, would you like to share how women can find you and work with you and like any offers that you have coming up? If you've loved listening to your wisdom today. Yes. So I have a few different things right now that are available for 2023. And one of those things is Radical Boundaries, which is a four 
one-on-one um, mentorship space where we work together for a month uh, and we get really clear on what your boundaries are and how to set them in your life and how to communicate them in your life. And it's really, it was going to be a group program, but I actually changed it to one-on-one because of the individuality that's like the individuality that we all have when it comes to boundaries. So that's an offering that's available in 2023. Some other stuff that I have coming out is I have two women's retreats in 2023 um, that are really about, you know, undomesticating ourselves as women and returning to this wild, fearless, fierce uh, spirit that lives inside of us. So I have spaces open in Costa Rica in May in 2023. That's the 10th to the 16th. And then another women's retreat in Bali in October from the 15th to the 21st. And other than that, I'm going to be launching my, um, my signature group program called Radical Woman, which will be an online group program in 2023 as, as well. But I don't have many details on that yet. But other than that, if you want to just like learn more about me and um, check out the retreats and the websites and stuff, I'll have Melissa put my website in the show notes, but it's AnjaliRomanik.com. And if you want to connect on Instagram as well, my name is just Anjali Romanek. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, your retreats sound amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing today. And um, I just appreciate you being on here. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out our episode? I would just say... You know, if you're on this path of breaking these patterns and, you know, these ancestral karmic cycles, which are really what they are at the, at the core, um, it's so important to be gentle with yourself. And it's also so important to seek places and, and safe spaces where you can receive support, um, especially with other women. And having that sense of sisterhood and having that sense of, oh, other women are going through this too and I'm not alone and I can talk about my experiences openly and receive, you know, just a space to be held in and witnessed in is so deeply healing for women. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just be gentle with yourself, keep going and find a space where you can land in to receive support. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Anjali. I appreciate you. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you haven't already, go to iTunes or Spotify and hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode when it's released. And if you found this episode super valuable and think that other women like you would benefit from it, go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that people can find this podcast. And if we haven't met yet, I would love to meet you. Go over to my Instagram or TikTok at I am Melissa Emily and say hello. You can also head over to my website, 
theworthywoman.co if you're interested in learning more about all of my offerings and juiciness that I've been creating for you so that you can reclaim your feminine power and gain massive self-worth in your life. Don't forget you are worthy because you are. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.